Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. All right, welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Now, you're probably wondering, when did Ted Ings lose all of his hair and grow a magnificent beard? Well, it's not him. I wish I could pull the face off like in, in Mission Impossible or something and be like, surprise, it's me, Michael Cirillo. I have the distinct pleasure of getting to sit down with Kara Delane. Kara, I have said your name so many times doing the promos for the Fixed Ops Roundtable, uh, but it is so awesome to be able to sit down with you for a few minutes. So thanks for being the guest today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And I have to say, when you say my name, it sounds a lot cooler than when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> if only I loved the way I sounded. Uh, but isn't that the isn't that the thing of all of us? Um, but enough about me. Let's talk about you. So excited that you're here. Obviously, everyone who's anyone in fixed ops knows Kara Delane, but we have a unique opportunity here to sit down and learn even more about you and your history in automotive and you know the the thoughts that you have about automotive and and so i'm excited about that and i think to kick things off i want to know a little bit more from your perspective how did you get into automotive why is automotive a thing in your life is it is it always been there or did you fall backwards into it like the rest of us i have to say like most of us in automotive, I stumbled right into this industry and unbeknownst to me, um, I had no idea the opportunities and just what a, an amazing industry that the automotive industry is. And I actually got into automotive because I was down in Houston taking my LSAT because I wanted to go to law school. Oh, wow. After I graduated from Texas Tech, I raced down here, had been studying for the LSAT, called up a family friend of my mom's and asked her to meet me for lunch after I took my LSAT because I knew it was going to be rough and I was kind of in a difficult place in my life. And I took this hard test, met up with a family friend of mine, and she introduced me to Eric Barbosa, who I worked for for the last three and a half years. And weirdly enough, he interviewed me two days after I took my LSATs. He hired me on the spot, got my scores back. They were good enough to get into law schools anywhere I wanted in Texas. And I never even applied because I fell in love with the automotive industry and saw a window of opportunity for a young woman like myself. And even though I said I would only be here for about six months, you know, I'm creeping up on four years and I'm still here and I have no plans of leaving. So, yeah, it's been the best decision, um, kind of a blessing in disguise, so to right. say. And now I'm here to stay and I love every minute of it. You know, I I feel the same way. I was not about to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> in fact, sometimes I am unsure that I graduated high school, uh, though I did, but that's kind of the running nightmare of the last 23 years. But 23 years ago, I said, I'm going to give this six months. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So journey to becoming a lawyer, knock the LSATs out of the park, 
somebody sees something in you and and pulls you in and now you're here to stay um the fascinating thing for me and i don't want to linger on this too long but i'd love your thoughts obviously there's a lot of chitter chatter in automotive about you know it being predominantly male and and that sort of a thing as a strong female leader visionary what are your thoughts on that is there opportunity for those that are listening in for the females in the industry listening in who perhaps are hearing that narrative of predominantly male what's your message to them what's what's something you would shift their focus towards so that they can see the same thing that you're seeing in the industry yeah i know there's a lot of talk in our industry around women in automotive and it almost saddens me a little bit to think that that's some sort of rarity in this industry that there is women in all parts of the automotive industry as far as in dealerships on the vendor side wherever they may be and i always like to say that i never shine a negative light on you know the upbringing of women in automotive because i had a very different experience i have to say um getting into the automotive industry knowing nothing about it um I guess I just grew up with a little more grit than a lot of people. So I took it on more as a challenge, you know, oh, there's not many women here. Then here's my window of opportunity. Let's let's see if I can change this at all. But I will say that I had amazing mentors like Ted Ings, like the Eric Barbosas of this industry that paved a way for me, that made it so seamless and, and supported me in every step that I took to make me feel like there was no difference because i was a women woman in this industry and it's interesting to see you know the history behind women in automotive because i know that it wasn't easy many years ago to be a woman such as myself in this predominantly male industry but i think nowadays the more women that come together in this industry and you know this is what i do on a day-to-day basis is is shine a light on the opportunity in this industry for young people, women, whoever it may be, no matter their gender, no matter their race, no matter what they've done in their past, that this is such an amazing industry to be in. And there's so much opportunity. And I believe that's why we're here today is is to show the world and shine a spotlight on just what the automotive industry is and all that it has to offer. Uh, Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think when you look at the landscape of industries out there, is there any other industry that comes to mind that accepts everyone and provides an opportunity to create more wealth than you might have thought network with, you know, like there's just so much going on in this industry and I'm with you. I, I really sense that from you. Um, in what makes this industry so unique and incredible to be a part of. And so I love that you're, you're sharing your voice and, and blasting your voice out there saying, Hey, come on in. This is, this is a great place to be. I love that. Um, you said something earlier I want to touch on and, and I have a feeling it's one of the things that I think makes you unique, but I'd love your take on it. You said, I grew up with a little more grit than the average person is grit required to make it in automotive do you think that that's something that helps you stand out i definitely would say and this is probably not the answer that you would assume but i definitely say yes um this is a very fast-paced industry it's very competitive there's so many different avenues with it 
And I think a little bit of grit in any industry is a good thing. And, you know, long hours, hard work, you have to have that constant passion and consistency in this industry to excel. And being so young and being a a female in this industry, you know, I want to have just as much grit as, you know, the GSM sitting on the desk or the operating partner or, you know, the service advisor, technician in the back. I don't see a difference there. So I think everybody that I've come across in automotive and I've worked with people all across the world and we all have that same drive, that little bit of grit to us that, you know, we let stuff roll off our back and we keep pushing forward. And and I think that's what makes this industry so addicting. Right. Yeah. We've certainly seen that over the last several years um, where that grit has made us more resilient i think than we were perhaps giving ourselves credit for right like we reacted to the last three years in particular like juggernauts like i didn't i don't see any other industry reacting quite the way that we did like we just blasted through it um which is so inspiring and so i love i love hearing your take on it i'm I'm with you i think grit grit is essential um in order to thrive right um it goes without saying, I can really get a sense of how automotive has been an impact in your life. I mean, you said six months, now you're a lifer. Can you can you talk a little bit about some of the ways in particular that being an automotive has impacted your life? Yeah. So like I was saying earlier, it was it was definitely a blessing in disguise that I never ever saw coming. And so for me, sitting down in this industry and kind of reflecting on the last few years has been really amazing for me because I've met so many amazing people. I have had more mentors in my life, not only teach me about automotive, but teach me about finances, time management, uh, whatever it may be that I never dreamed I would have the opportunity to, to do. And so it's impacted me immensely, not only financially, not only professionally, but it's really kind of well-rounded out my life to know just exactly what direction I want to take this in. And, and this opportunity that automotive has presented to me, has given me just that it's so rewarding and I wouldn't trade a single day in this industry. And I know it has its ups and downs. It's crazy. And there's, you know, a lot of unforeseen things that have happened in the last few years and I'm sure more to come. But um, I think that's what makes it so fun and, and rewarding is it's constantly new. It's constantly evolving. And I know that I get great satisfaction um, for creating my future that I never thought I would have. And it excites me. Mm. I love so many things about the words you're choosing. I pay attention to words. I don't know if it's because I spend so much time speaking words into the mic, but you've said a couple of things that, that really stand out to me. Um, most of which underscore for me, the lens by which you choose to see this industry. It's, it kind of makes me think of, uh, whatever you focus on, you will find, right? Like if you're focused on fire or if you're focused on customer problems, you will find customer problems. You're focused on a fire. You'll find a fire. You're saying, I see opportunity, like endless amounts of opportunity in the industry. I see growth is eminent. I see new change, which is an immediate contrast, Kara, to the the individuals who kind of perpetuate this, you know, the industry hasn't changed in 
30 years. It's so slow. We're like a slow sleeping dragon, you know, that kind of a thing. You're saying, no, there's so much change happening and it's exciting. Speaking of opportunity, where do you see, I, I want to kind of talk in about kind of a twofold thing here with you. First, basically, is where you see yourself headed. What's your vision for the future of Parrot Delane and Automotive? And then the two-parter to that is, in, in particular, with fixed operations and mapping to opportunity, what are you seeing as you look specifically um, through the lens of fixed ops as the opportunity for, for those that are participating and listening? Yeah. So for me, um, I... You know, I get asked all the time, what's what's your end game in all of this? Do you want to own a store? Do you want to be a general manager? Do you want to own your own company? And my answer always is, is that I am creating something that doesn't exist in automotive. And I think that is what kind of makes me unique, uh, makes my role in automotive so unique, is that I get to be a voice that a lot of people haven't seen. You know, a 25-year-old female and automotive talking about variables and fixed stops on a worldwide level is something so unique in this industry. And, and, you know, I got into automotive through the advertising and social media side of things. And so I think at the end of the day, um, I don't have a clear answer on what my end game is because it doesn't exist yet. And when you see me 10 years from now and I've created you know, a completely different realm in automotive, then I'll be able to answer that for you. But at the end of the day, I want to leave this industry in a better way than I found it. And I always think back, this is actually funny because it's my cover photo on most of my social medias is if there's one thing that I'm going to do every single day, if I can't educate you, if I can't persuade you, you know, make you want to join automotive, whatever my goal is, you know, Dolly Parton said, if you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. And I feel like deep down inside, that is exactly what I want to do at the end of the day. No matter, you know, what's going on around me, what's going on in our industry, at least I can share a smile with somebody today and be that bright light on social media or in person and shine a bright light and show all the positives that this industry has to offer because it is so amazing. And as far as fixed stops, you know, I'm still learning fixed stops. And lucky for me, I am extremely blessed to have somebody like Ted Ings that really took a chance on me because I did not know much about fixed operations when I got into this industry. You know, hardly even anything about automotive, but certainly not fixed stops. And, you know, to be a woman in the fixed stops world is even more difficult than on the variable side of things. And, you know, through my little time in automotive, I've met so many amazing women, whether they were technicians, service advisors, in parts, whatever it may be, that have such an amazing outlook on this industry. And I think if we can all come together and, you know, take this charge and have the same vision that we can blow up big stops to be more glamorous than it's ever been before. And I think that's really what we're doing here with the roundtable and and networking with everyone is is just to show that fixed ops isn't boring. You know, it's the major component of dealerships and it should be on the forefront of every topic that we discuss. And honestly, I'm just blessed that I get to be a part of that voice in this industry. Amazing. I love it. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love the willingness to learn. And truly that's, you know, should be inspiring to all that are listening or watching uh, today and into the future. With that willingness to learn, that, that to me speaks volumes to um, why the industry remains exciting and new and fresh. And that is available to everybody. Uh, as we wind down for those uh, participating with us, how can they get in touch with you to connect and learn more? I'm not hard to find. Um, everything Tedding's Fixed Ops Roundtable as far as YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and then I have my personal profiles on all of these platforms as Kira Delane. So find me anywhere on social media and all across the nation. Like I said, I don't hide, so I shouldn't be hard to find. Kara Delane, thanks so much for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable.